With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. Unchained with Patrick Roycey. All right, sir. Sergio Romo is a twin. Are you excited? Uh, not really, but I got to say, I'm not very unchained this week. There's nothing. Well, I'm wait. Really, I'm not really. You were unchained last week. I'm not really ups- upset about anything. So, uh, but we'll, we'll maybe get there before the, uh, the the podcast is over. Sergio is not my kind of pitcher because I hate junk ballers, and he is. He, he is the definition of junk ballers, but you got like a five foot eight guy yep. who's uh, hung around all these years and now throws, I think statistically sixty two or three percent sliders, but it might be getting higher, and he just slops that slider in. But you know what it is? There's this great myth out there that uh, started about three or four years ago, that every team has all these guys coming out of the bullpen that throw 97, 98. No, they don't. No, they don't. There's a, Each team has probably, a, we, the Twins don't have one, but each team probably has the young hard thrower who throws 98 or 99 or 100, but how many of them are good? How yeah. many of them throw enough strikes? Yeah. There's a True. there's a load of these slop ballers out there in the bullpens, too. Look at the Twins. they got two of them now, Romo and Harper, who are lobbing it up there. The one guy they got that throws hard, Trevor May, is uh, having issues. So uh, I think that's a good, one reason we're trying to explain all the strikeouts is, ah, everybody's got somebody coming out of the bullpen throwing 100. No, they don't. They, uh, well, who did it one time? Kansas City did, did on the World Series. Kansas City had the Yankees the got throwers, a group, but, but that was yeah. The Yankees, uh, if they ever get these, you know, if they had Batansi's healthy, and right? Can, and Conley, they did a couple years Canley. ago. Yeah, but but it, it's not there. There is not an abundance of relief pitchers. In fact, I got a theory on why these games get so rotten. You know, messy. The starters go. Not rotten, messy. Yeah, the the starters go five, mm-hmm. and you got an eight man bullpen, and you got four guys that you trust, right? right? If you're lucky, you got four, and then you got four who are interchangeable who don't belong in the big leagues, and they're <laughs> trying to get you seven or eight outs. They're trying to get twenty percent of your outs, right? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we count the starters, count the guys you like in the bullpen. You still got four guys who don't belong in the big leagues trying to get 20% of your outs. And once in a while, they get lucky and do it. Sean Poppin being an example. But uh, they really, you know, you just have too many relief pitchers. And then what do you do? You get rid of two of them and bring in two more who don't belong in you the DFA big DFA two, right? yes, yeah, bring, in bring in two. two DFA more two more. Yeah, you're right. You have relief pitchers who can't pitch in the big leagues trying to get 20% of your outs, and that's how games go from, you know, get to be 14 to 12 <laughs> and take five hours. Do you think we're ever going to get back to the day then when, when the new thing becomes actually extending your starter, which now is out of vogue, but because of that? Yes. So, so so some young yes. genius will come along and say, why don't we well, throw we our starter get, more in you know, we got to get our, instead of, we can't have our starter go through the order the third time, unless he's really sharp, Yep. to, we got to get our starter through the third time in the batting order, at least. I'll enjoy those days, by the way, when they yes. come back. Anyway, it's, uh, it is a, uh, it is a phenomenon, but uh, it's, uh, you know, there's, there's nothing to be the the other thing is the great attempt to uh break down how the twins let this lead get from eleven and a half games to one and now two uh as we're doing this because the other team went thirty four and twelve dummies and they had a five hundred period they had a stretch of five hundred baseball which was obviously going to occur because you're not going to play seven hundred baseball. There, you, you know, yes. if you're over 600 baseball, you're, uh, you know, you've had a fantastic season. And the other team went 34 and 12. And I don't care who they played, they still went 34 and 12. But this, but Pat, this sets up exactly what we talked about two and a half months ago. Cleveland and the Twins did a good job for the most part. The Twins early on of beating up on teams that weren't that good. This is why I say this this year's weird to me. You can't count on the American League being this down next year. Well, the, the and Cleveland's thing, not a bad yeah, team. You know, my theory is that you, uh, unless you're talking about Detroit or Baltimore, you know, Detroit, Baltimore, Kansas City, you, the White you know, Sox aren't Kansas good. Kansas City is, uh, you know, they're not helpless. Their record's terrible, but they're they're not, but. My theory is it's not who you play, it's when you play them. And okay. right now they've picked the best time to play the White Sox. Because the White Sox, before the break, were playing good. Yes, that's and fine. And now they're yes. playing terrible. Mm-hmm. And now, in Detroit's case, the best time to play them is today. <laughs> and, and a month from now. Poor Gardy, 30 and 71. I know. I know. He doesn't. He doesn't. I don't care how much yesterday, he's getting paid. He doesn't deserve it. Yesterday, this. Matthew Boyd pitched great for him, and they still got beat 3 to 2 because the bullpen gave away a 2 1 lead. But, yeah, well, he doesn't deserve this. And he's got two pitchers, Matthew Boyd and Green, the closer. They're going to trade both of them. Yep. So he's got, you know, I, I got to think that just because. They were eighteen and twenty, so they're twelve and fifty-one. They actually played the Twins fairly tough for a while, right? Yeah, they're don't 18, they have a decent record against did, the did Twins? They split a series. Yeah, I think they. Split yes, a I think they did. Series. Yeah, yeah, they but, played them tough. Yeah, they're eighteen and twenty, and they they're stuck with Miguel Cabrera, and you know, they got four more years of Miggy, and uh, who can only hit singles and uh, and can't and if he can, you know, Miguel Cabrera has turned into one of those guys. 
I love him. I mean, he's first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. But you don't want him to get to first base, <laughs> you know, unless he's unless he's hit, jogging around. He's getting a hit? No, I mean, or what? If there's, you know, it maybe leading off, and then you can score him with two doubles, you know. But what I'm saying is that what I'm saying is that if he gets on base yeah. with one out and there's nobody else on. He's he's a deficit because you you can't get him home. He's <laughs> clogging up the bases. One of your fast guys might hit a double and have How about to this? stop it first. The Tigers put in, in an exemption for him to use a scooter on the base paths. <laughs> so, we got all these scooters now the downtown. Guy, you can jump on a little scooter. Yeah, the poor guy. Uh, you know his legs are gone. And, yeah, you know can't. He's hitting eighty percent. Can I ask you a question? Because I don't know if this is if this is me seeing something of late or this has been true for years and years and I just didn't pick up on this. Why do baseball fans, among all fans, make their own lives so difficult by overthinking everything? Yeah, I, what do you, give me an example. Just it to your point about the Twins or Cleveland. It's very simple. You just beat up on teams that you and you played in Cleveland play great, but yet they go to all of they go to all of this overthinking of how this could have happened or why this yeah. happened or who the Twins can't trade because mm-hmm. if you do in six years it might come back to bite you in the ass. It just seems to me like like football fans react right. Mm-hmm. They just react and they might be stupid at times, but they just react. That's fine. Baseball fans overthink everything instead of just coming to a logical conclusion of oh here's why it happened. Here's uh, Manny and I talked about this. Uh, uh, the other day but here's the problem we are basing our view of twins fandom on twitter and comments on the newspaper well me especially on twitter you're right 90 percent of the people are enjoying this you know they're enjoying this and they're oh they got sergio romo they're not all upset we're basing this on the morons the evil SOBs who comment on newspaper, uh, you know, uh, and at least in Twitter, when they comment, they can be refuted and stuff. When they do it in a newspaper, it's sitting there for, you know, the, and, you know, these people who have decided the cheap poll-ed crowd, as they call it. Yeah. We're, we're, that's the Twitter and newspaper comments crowd, and I think 90% of the people are going to games and saying... Boy, they charge a lot for beer, you know, and uh, yeah, you know, and 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 enjoying the fact that hey, it's fun to go to a ballpark because there's thirty thousand people there now. So I, I think that all right, it's just I think that and you might be yes, right, but yeah, there there are people who the Twins got to do something, damn it, and then it's how could they give up Lou and Diaz, uh, you know? How how could they give him up? Uh, yeah, this is gonna come back and bite him in yeah, four years. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it's but it's. Uh, I mean, I thought last week was as fun as it could get. I had that whole starting oh, with Oakland, ten days, great, ten days. You had Oakland, and then the Yankees, and boy, that's a disappointing loss. The Yankees, they lose, uh, uh, you know, two out of four, scored twenty-seven runs. Oh man, that was a disappointment. Then they go to Chicago and get a hundred runs. You know, so. You know, relax, people. It's a, it's a, it's an incredible season, and 
you know, it, it should be fun. How about that Yankees pitching, too? Did you see the scores between the, the last? Yeah, I think... They gave up 65 runs in six games. <laughs> yes. Starting Monday. They gave up. They went here and gave up 19. They left here and gave up 19, and then 10, and yes. then 9. Yes. And I don't think the only starter they had that lasted more than four, I think, was they made Tanaka go five and give up 12. Mm-hmm. I think he went over four. I, then, I'm not sure, but he gave up 12. CC got hit and then they immediately put on, put on DL. the DL yeah. or IL or whatever CC that. For his, uh, I think they did it for his safety. <laughs> yeah, you might be right. I mean, he's. Uh, it's here's the deal with this bat and this ball and this approach. If you throw, and they're all sitting there, even with two strikes. Looking in that area, uh, you got you know seven strong guys. If you throw something in there, they unless they miss it a little bit and pop it up mm-hmm. four hundred feet in the air, it's gonna go. It's it's gonna go. It's a it's a completely different game. You you know back in the day, okay, two two count, fastball down the middle, eighty percent chance the guy's gonna hit a fly ball to center field, right? If you give it just a little bit of light away, now you do that. There's a thirty percent chance it's going to end up four hundred and twenty-eight feet. Did you see uh, Kyle Schwarber's second home run? Not the one to right field in Milwaukee, which I think was a Statcast uh, distance mm-hmm. record for a grand slam. But he hit one to left field Who? yesterday. Schwarber. Oh, Schwarber did I didn't anyway. See either. Anyway, Pat. He was basically sort of hopping at the ball, and it was away, and he just took a swing that would have yeah. the thing went out. Well. Um, the one run and when the Twins first came down there it was eleven to one or something like that, and Moncada hit a home run. Yeah, it was it was away, and he flipped the bat at it, and it went four or five rows deep in left field. It's it's incredible. I don't know. It'll be interesting. So what if they change the ball? Then what are we going to say? Then we're going to say this whole year was like the steroid year or what? Well, basically, yeah, of the ball. Yeah. It became a pill. What, but, what but I think last four years? I'm, three I'm, and a half years I'm, now? I've now gotten in the camp that it's as much the bat as the ball. Because they never bring a bat. They never bring a bat. Yeah, I've seen some bats broken. Well, yeah. I've seen bats break. Two a week. I can... Two a week. Okay. They used to... you like of this. these guys, Dozier, I think... Use the same bat for six weeks or something a couple of years ago. Six you'll, weeks. You'll they, li- they never, they didn't last like six bad bats. Triple uh, A went to the big league baseball this yes. year, and home runs are off the charts. Yep. Um, double A and high A have their own have their own ball oh, from their yeah. own. Home runs are down. Really? Yes. Well, I mean, so yes, this is equipment manufactured. Mm-hmm. For all yes. we talk about launch angle and all that. This is this is primarily equipment manufactured. Listen, Haiti is one of the most uh, devastated countries in the world. It's got terrible poverty. I say we go back to having little old ladies from Haiti and pay them a nice wage so don't, they can support their. Don't family. pay them ten cents. Yeah, don't pay them ten cents a month or something. You yep. know, you know, Haiti two three bucks an hour, right? That's pretty good. Sure. Have, so go back to him and hand saw the baseballs. <laughs> you know, and then let's see what happens. You think baseball wants that though? No. I think they is, love this. You know, we well, I'm wondering if they love it because of the I think they love the home runs, but they certainly don't like 
Three hours and 40 minutes, you know, three hours and 30 minutes. Well, know yeah. that's killing them. So. Planning for a secure future requires sound investment advice. That's why I rely on my guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, for guidance in planning and maintaining a long-term financial strategy. This is Ricey, and I've known Josh for many years. I trust Josh and recommend him because he listens and delivers the kind of service that you'll need to feel confident about your financial future. I encourage you to get to know him the same way I did many years ago. Call Josh Arnold at 952-925-5608 and set up your 48-minute no-obligation consultation. Call 952-925-5608. You'll always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. Call Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold at 952-925-5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. Anyway, this has been a fine season. Now, it's interesting. They're going to Miami. Miami has better starting pitching than the Twins. They got three guys pitching. Two of them got ERAs under three. And uh, the other is the guy who was at the All-Star game. Al, Can- Al Contra or something. Okay. I looked him up. They have allowed... Ten fewer runs than the the Twins in uh, roughly the same number of games, but they've scored two hundred and some <laughs> less. The Twins have scored over. They're six. not taking advantage of the juice baseball. No, they uh, they are not. So anyway, it's but this is now. If you go down to Miami and you get beat twice, three to two, because the other team pitches good, it's not because they don't. That's what I like is the. They don't care. They they look flat today. If you don't hit, you look flat. Like Saturday night. Although they certainly do have to tidy it up in the field. Not according to Rocco. I heard Rocco on the pregame. This is some bad hops. Really? I don't. Oh yeah. Oh, it's getting it's getting worse. He's bad. defending. He is now. It, it's three. It's now a parody of what three, he was doing yeah, earlier. The three errors in four minutes. The one that went through scope a couple nights ago yeah. on Saturday. The, bad the, hop. It's tough. It's tough to play the game. <laughs> You don't understand. How about Eddie's throw home? Yeah, no, you don't understand. You don't understand. A lot on his mind. Eddie was. <laughs> He's got a lot on his mind. He's been on his feet a lot. These road trips are tough. <laughs> He's not in his bed. Yeah. How can you throw straight if you're not in your bed? Well, no, it was not. It was. Oh, I'm just making stuff up now. It was trying to throw a guy out at the plate on a play where I could have scored. Yes. You know, I could have waddled home with my bad knee and fat. <laughs> I swear to God, Rocco, it's becoming a parody oh, yeah. now. I was saying, I said on Twitter, and, and said that I would have loved to have been there Sunday to say before the game, you know, Carlos Torres never pitched, but did he have an influence on your team? Could you, does that veteran... You would have got a you response. Were telling, you were telling us that, uh, you know, when he came in here, you had, uh, you know, you liked that veteran yep. presence. Did you see that? Because he did warm up once, I believe. So You would have gotten at least two paragraphs of response. <laughs> is, it's hilarious. He's a great it's kid, hilarious. great guy. Yeah, he is, but he's, uh, yeah, Rocco, it, it is hilarious. The attempt to defend these guys is unbelievable. Anyway, you're still in first place, folks, and uh, Nelson Cruz is, uh, how about the three home runs? I think the shorty was 428 or yeah. something, 431, something yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah, unreal, unreal. So, yes, it was uh it's, uh, you know, there's nothing to be unchained about with the Twins. We'll see if they get a pitcher. If they don't, 
Take your shot. Although I, I think I'd rather have a starter now than a reliever. That's what I yes. Because uh, Mar- Martin Perez is, eh. and uh, you know Pineda's well, Pineda's your second best starter now. Oh, Gibby's Gibby will give you okay, but but uh, Odorizzi might be returning to form, and Pineda and and Martin Perez is not a Pineda's your second best starter right now, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. So. I would I but he you know he's again he gives you 6 until 3 o'clock on Wednesday Patrick I am going back to the Mets every time because I have no idea what they're doing and I'm not convinced they do Well they got Stroman cheap I I if I was the Twins I could have done better than that Well that yeah that also surprises me Yeah but I'm still trying to get yeah. if they're going to trade Syndergaard I'm I'm talking to them Yeah I yeah, give, I don't I give Miguel for Syndergaard Yeah Absolutely. The fans now are all excited about Miguel. So, but that's why I do it. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, right and the now. Mets have this weird thing of they've got this. I, I think they want to trade Syndergaard, but they've got it in their head that they could do what Tampa did, which is continue to win this year. Yeah, well, they move yeah, McNeil I, I to the outfield. It's more for the, uh, I think it's the owner apparently, Freddie, old Freddie, who's got to be damn near ninety now. Fred Wilpin uh, apparently didn't want him to give up, so. I think they had to go get Stroman. The Illich thing. I think they had to go get Stroman in order to trade Syndergaard. But they'll get a lot more for Syndergaard than they paid for. I think the reason they got Stroman is they got him so cheap. Yeah, and what? Two pitching prospects. Why? They were not, they were, they were the Mets' best pitching prospects, but they weren't fabulous pitching prospects. But why aren't the, you know, Twins, Yankees, those, I'm really surprised they didn't come in and top that. I'm with you. I am too. I wonder what Toronto. You know, I, I I don't know. I don't know what it was. Anyway, how about Trevor Bauer throwing the ball over the wall in center field? I'm yesterday? all for it. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I can't get upset. No, I don't. Because he wasn't. I thought you'd think it was funny. He wasn't showing up for Ancona. Right. Because he was bad at him. Tito's great though. He was. What the bleep is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's good. But yes. But you know, I mean, the, this idea that. Uh, well, I heard uh, Levitard this morning, by the way, and since he came back, he's now Daniel. He's now Daniel Levitard, oh, I... and he's taking sports much more seriously, and he was bad, <laughs> extremely offended by what this does to the youth of America watching baseball. Was he really? Yeah, he's got this whole... Uh, so he's doing the ESPN uh, shtick? One of the guys, I don't know if it was Stu Gatz or one of them says, I don't like Daniel, <laughs> but Daniel was the new... Uh, new you know, protector of uh, American <laughs> sports and stuff. But, you know, I, I heard that he'd done it, and I I was listening. I was in the car, and I was listening to the MLB network, and there was some guy on there. I don't know who it was. This is late yesterday afternoon. Yeah. He was just outraged. It was just horrible. It was just a terrible thing. And... I don't know who they. I think he was. I tell you what, if I was managing, I'll tell you that guy would, be, you know, all, uh, some jackass, and uh, and so I get home. I thought maybe you know that Tito was five feet from the mound, and then he cast it out. Oh, there. he was mad. No, he was mad at himself. The, the only reason I would have been upset is if he, you know, and I know he's a famous long tosser and does all this stuff. I would have been upset that maybe he throws out his arm and. I can't, but I think they're going to trade him, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But they're going to get if they trade him, they want somebody back. Oh, they'll get something back. Yeah. Yeah. That that can pitch for them because they're not giving up. They, they just don't want to pay him because well, he's going. Plus, to, he's going to arbitration and he's going to make he, a ton. Oh, you know, he is. A, and he's goofy. He is. He's goofy. Yeah. But I'd take him in ten minutes. They won't trade him in the division, but I'd take him in a heartbeat. You know. But he'll cost you 
18, 20 million. So. Yeah. But he's vowed he'll never sign a multi-year contract. So. Which, is, which is the problem. Very strange, dude. Well, yeah, no, he, he's got a bet with a friend that he, if he ever, he said, if I ever sign a multi-year contract, you can get a paintball gun out and shoot me in, in the, the groin. Yes. Yeah, well, and he's... that's That might be a decision I that you one regret. Of his big problems is that, you know, he's... He's so goofy. I mean, the thing he did this winter when the got on that woman who criticized him on Twitter. Oh, the college and, college and kid, right? Wouldn't give it up. Wouldn't give it up. I mean, it was, you know, there's nothing, there's no discipline to be applied to it. But it was, yeah, he's strange. Oh yeah, he's got a screw loose. There's no. Screw. He's a hell of a pitcher. No, he's yeah, he is, and he'll you know he'll take the ball and then he'll throw it over the fence. I don't think Rocco would approve though. Oh. I think Rocco would be deeply offended, despite the fact publicly he would defend what him at would every he do, turn. Though? What would he say about... Uh, I don't think he'd want to... I honestly... Uh, that would have oh. been a real... How he, everybody gets upset. How he talks. Every, everybody gets upset. Everybody has to lash out in yeah, their own yeah. way. <laughs> this is Trevor's way of lashing out. Yes, you know what? We, uh, we, we, all, we, we all felt we this way. We talked about it, and I yeah. don't think he'd be doing it again, and then he'll issue... We've it. all been upset before. Yeah. We, we've yeah. all done things that we regret, but Trevor is a great guy. A, I think he's the all-timer. Rocco? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's it's well. You know what? We're learning I mean, it. I mean, Coach Wacky was a lot that way, but Coach Wacky had Jizo Bizo and stuff. This is this is the serious offering of this positivity. That's uh, well, and it's it's a work in progress. I'm telling you, I, he's refining it. Mm-hmm. That's what's weird about this. I thought in spring training, okay, this is it hasn't stopped. I gotta say though, and I hate to admit this, but. Uh, Rocco, seeing Rocco in action, seeing Rosas in action, and the the presentation they're trying to make now gives me a better understanding of what Phil Fleck is up to. Yes, yeah, most definitely it gives does. Me a little better different, understanding, different that style slightly, same yeah, blueprint, it is a different style, a little more over the top. You're right. You know, but it does give me a little more understanding of. Yes, we have. We are dealing with a crowd now that of, of athletes. It, this is all athlete intended that doesn't like criticism. Correct. So, which will be interesting to see if Zim, maybe football and hockey are still the hard nosed, tough guy sports that you can get away with bad mouthing your team. Uh, I but, think but, foot, uh, I think football. I think the NFL football, is going in the way I mean, you're talking. I mean the NFL, the pro Church football, flag. but but it gives me a better explanation. Uh, it gives me it doesn't change my view that he's full of dog poop up to his ears. But uh, it 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 gives me a better explanation of what he's up to. I think we're now in a in a time period where people want to make everybody happy. By the way, speaking of Phil Fleck. I saw something about how... Now the show gets unchained. Now, no, it's, I don't even know when I got the email, either Sunday or maybe Monday morning, but yep. Tuesday they're going to have their kickoff press conference, right? Well, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But they weren't... They, they had not decided where it was going to be held. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously this is going to not be a media session where you throw questions at a guy, there's going to be some background of, you know, <laughs> sick children or some damn thing. There's going to be... So they don't know where get, this is going to be? They didn't... No, no, no. So is this a maybe, photo? I, maybe I'm wrong. 
Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just they haven't decided if they're going to have it at the old building or the new building or the stadium. Maybe I'm wrong. But the other thing is I'm suspicious it's going to be some kind of a PR thing that rather than just a media session. Don't you think that that they went to school on what the Wolves and Rosas did? The no question, no question press conference on Fox Sports popular. North. Yes, yeah, that's the next thing. Very popular. And then they'll give you the side session that's not on TV. Well, they, you know, the Phil started it last year when halfway through the season that we, the players would no longer be available on Tuesday afternoons because they were out saving humanity, or uh, you know, they're you know, feeding the hungry and yeah. you know, the sick and uh, clothing the naked and all that stuff. Uh, instead of having some guy... Those naked get cold out instead there. Instead of having some guy, come, a couple of guys come over and answer questions for eight minutes, right? Right. right. And they said, well, you can go to practice at six after 6.30 and, and you know, well, players will be available then. Okay, yeah, okay. One guy standing there for seven minutes while... Eight people try to get worthless sound bites. So anyway, is there enough pressure, or do enough people care about the Gopher football program for there to be pressure on Fleck now? No. Like, like, is no, this year? No, re- no, is no, this no. year have I mean, any? No, I mean, because because this is year year two. Tracy he inherited a disaster from Tracy Clay's. That was year zero. Who was right? Yeah, with the public. So well, the public the that cares. Fans. Yeah, well, that's their trouble. The, the the big shock with me is, uh, you know, our pal Angela out here, crazy Angela out at the uh, out the front of the building here. Very nice person. Love Angela, but she's a very positive person, and she was telling me oh, how much she loves PJ Fleck. Yep. And I said, why? She said, because he's entertaining. And uh, so okay. Anyway, I guess. That that whole crowd has bought whatever narrative that he was offering, well, but yeah. but she's not buying tickets and going to a game. That's that's their problem. Now they will get off to a good start ticket wise this year because South Dakota State's here, and those right. you'll have twenty thousand South Dakotans out up here. And and but I'm talking about those late season Big Ten games yeah. where it, where the climate's not perfect. It's you. It's football weather. It's fine. We're three years away from being told that the Gophers are going to play in the Ziggy. Are we? Yep, that's what I'm saying. We're I, three years I away. think if Sid still had the fastball, it would be going on right now, yeah, possibly. Yeah, the November games are going to be played in the, you know, whatever. Yeah, cause, Don't you think Sid would be behind that? Oh, God, yes. If this was 30 years ago? Was it, Sid was anti-stadiums, anti Go for stadium. Remember, that's one of Vagley, the few yes. things he did not. Yeah. Yes, not that's right. I do because he wanted him to stay in the Metrodome. Yep. So, and uh, anyway, so uh, I guess that's one thing I'd say. I got now. I brought up uh, Gerson Rosas. Mm-hmm. Ran into Tibbs last week at the. He was there with Opat, and Opat says, "Come over and say hello to Tibbs." So, hey, Tibbs looks great. By the way, it looks like he lost twenty. Very relaxed. He's got. They're making fourteen million the next two years, uh, and uh, gave me a good quote about he's leaving. He thinks he's moving in October. He's still in his place. He's got a nice spot over in Lake Calhoun, I think, condo or something. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Oh, so you sold it?" He said, "Nope." He said, 
I'm a coach. I never buy. I always rent. Okay. But he's still, but he's, I'm sure he's got a lease for five grand a month and he's got no place else to go. So he just, right. you know, he, this is his headquarters. But I think he's guinea uh, for uh, Get, to be on ESPN. Getting more in often. TV shape. But anyway, I think he's going to move east. But if he had made the exact same moves that Rosas has made, we'd be killing him, wouldn't we? We'd be killing him if he drafted a guy who couldn't shoot. Well, yeah. If he'd if I, he'd if he'd given I got a, one for you. If he'd given a, a contract. To a guy who basically didn't get drafted because he was a lazy oaf at LSU, and we watched him play in the summer league for twenty minutes and gave him a new deal, and said he's you know instead of admitting that the reason we signed him is we don't have a roster that's anywhere near full, <laughs> but if he'd done the same stuff, we'd uh, we'd be killing Thibodeau. Do you know Do you know where we would have absolutely annihilated him, Tyus? Letting Tyus if go. He oh, let, yeah, if Tibbs let Tyus walk out, the, yeah, right. we would have annihilated yeah. him. Not me. I thought no, but it the, was a the decision Wolf, they had to make. The yeah. Wolves fan. No, and I like but it too. The fan base. But I'm saying, as far yes. as the fan base goes, mm-hmm. they would have dumped yes. on Tibbs. Yeah, right. That's, How could I, you I'm just, just say that it's, it's, uh, it, it's interesting that, uh, I, I mean, I could see giving him a chance, but to somehow. Praise what he's done, you know. Somehow put a positive. We don't know, you know. Maybe Calvert can play. Yeah. But to suggest that this stiff that we saw in the Final Four personally lose the national championship game because of his lack of offense uh, is wow. Uh, boy, we were lucky to trade up and get him. You know, when they when they traded up. And and by the way, the other thing. If Tibbs had traded up, if Tibbs had traded up mm-hmm. and then not gotten the guy he wanted mm-hmm. and had to sell oh, yeah. for this guy, we'd be careful. Look at he's so stupid. Why does he trade up and not get the guy he wants? You know. So anyway, that's my theory. Is that? But this uh, is, I I don't have any problem. But this is with your this point. Guy at all? But Rocco Fleck, Gersus, they all are very good at sugarcoating this thing yes. enough that people that people mm-hmm. and you know what. People your age, my age, it doesn't matter if we like them. No. They want the Angelus. Mm-hmm. They want that age bracket, right? Yeah. Oh, and these yeah. people all think, oh, look, they've got a plan. They're positive. I got news for them, though. That, you know, the 26-year-old is, you know, an, is a serious issue for the NBA of, of paying 80 bucks for a ticket and 12 bucks for a beer, you know. Right? Yeah. I mean, you're, uh, that's... Uh, you know they're they're going to be a disaster at the gate and at the, the wins and loss. But this is this is Musselman all over again. They they got they fired Musselman because he went twenty nine. He he didn't lose enough, right? Yes. And the famous Gerald Glass story, where he got called up to the office and said, "You got to play Gerald Glass," and came back downstairs and his son was assistant coach then, and Eric said. So they told me, he says, what was that about? And they said, because he got called up to the office, and they said, uh, you got to, uh, you know, they told me I had to play Gerald Glass. He says, what are you going to do? 
He says, I'm going to play the guys who can win the game. And Glass played zero minutes that night. Zero minutes. How much longer did Mussy last after that? Well, he got fired at the end of the season. I don't know. It was 20 games to go in the season or something like that. But, but you know, okay, get rid of this guy who's trying to win. And then the next year they won 15 games. You know. So you're saying this is the beginning of the Jimmy, Jimmy Rogers? Rogers? Well, no, they won't be that bad. They got Towns. I mean, they didn't have any player close to that good. But, but you... you know. but, They'll get up to what, 29? Yep. They went 29. Hey, we had a great moment. i got to repeat this story because I love this. one of my favorite stories because I'm listening to A-Rod last night. And he's very impressed with Domingo Herman's poise. He had tremendous poise. Of course, I immediately have to go on Twitter and send it out to Wicker because uh, I've told you the poise story. You know, the Jim Fry's managing the Cubs. Yeah. Jim Fry's one of the great characters ever because he learned at the foot of Weaves, that Weaver. And Dwight Gooden had thrown a two-hitter against him when he was like 20 years old and throwing 96 or 7 back then and curveball that went from your throat to your, you know, ankles. Best curveball of all time. And he two hits him and strikes out 14 or something in Cubs. And some guy's saying, he's talking about him. Fry's talking about it, asking about him. And some guy says, uh, and how about his poise? <laughs> you know, his poise. And Fry was could make you feel like you're foot high. Oh, that's what you like about him, huh? His poise. Huh? <laughs> he didn't like that 97-mile-an-hour fastball that you couldn't hit. You didn't like you didn't like the curveball that goes from your neck to your ankles. You like this poise. You like you think you think you you think anybody else could have some poise with a few adjectives if he had that curveball and that fastball. You know? So so we've been using this for years. Yeah. How about his poise? And, of course, the other one, then, that he was great about was uh, he, he learned from Weaver, you know, the, right. uh, the, the hit the three-run homer, hit the double. And his other thing was uh, when Wicker mentioned this in his response about he hated the idea of the productive out. You know, the guys at second, bunting to third, you know, the bunt to third, or the Anything to do to get the guy to go to third. Right. Yeah, the ground out to second. <laughs> yeah, the ground the out yeah. to second, which yeah, our guy Dick is still talking about. Hey, now they got to really try to hit the ground ball <laughs> over there. And Fry used to say, yeah, you do that, and then the next bleeper pops up, and you don't get a run. What's wrong with a double? Get <laughs> yep. a double. And uh, so that was uh, that got us going about the Jim Fry. We all miss him. He was I, I didn't deal with him a lot because he was in the other league, but, God, he was Didn't fun. he get in the running for the Twins job when yeah, TK got he it? almost got the job. And then they almost hired him as general manager. And, and you know, they were going to, remember, they were going to, he was Andy. See, they hadn't given Andy the job yep. yet. And, and uh, Carl was very... Worried about having two young guys. TK was what thirty, mid thirty, yeah, mid thirties. I think he was a year older than Andy, and uh, he was very. And they ended up bringing in Hulk as the consultant, which, which must have been just the great. greatest gig of all time. But because uh, Ralph was, Ralph was as interested in well, 
Kelly told us a couple months ago about how Ralph says, yeah, you guys are doing great. You don't need me. And he didn't see him for a while after spring training, you know. So uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Fry was, it was Fry or Kelly. And then they ended up, you know, giving it to TK. And then I think at the last minute they offered Kelly, uh, Fry, Fry wanted to keep managing. He didn't want to. He didn't go upstairs. He'd go upstairs. So he would have been fun. But, yeah, but you know, as it it turned out okay for the Twinkies. Where was Fry? He was uh, was he Royals Cubs? Is that who he managed yeah, eventually? He managed the Cubs. Yeah, and I I'd have to look him up. I don't know. He never did manage the O's, right? Now, he didn't. No, he never he managed the O's. Yeah. No, coach, he but didn't manage him. That. Well, Ned Coletti was his uh, PR guy with the Cubs. Yep, and Coletti, and then he ended up being general manager with the Giants. Coletti, but uh, Coletti had fry stories that were endless. That was <laughs> he was he was uh, very uh, very humorous. By the way, I was very disappointed in uh, Mister uh, Corey Provis yesterday because Gladdy and him were talking about. Gladdy brought up. He said, "Who's this guy? Remember the White Sox had the guy who ran around the bases backwards when he hit a home run." Yeah, and they he said Pierce or something like that. They couldn't remember Pearsall. Neither of them could remember Pearsall. No Pearsall? Pearsall. He said, no, he didn't. Uh, wow. He said, they became an announcer here. What was that guy's name? And I don't know if they ever answered the question. Somebody had to do How do you not know Jimmy Pearsall? Fear I, strikes out. I texted uh, Gladdy that pulled over and said, Gladden in the game. And I, Pearsall, I said. And I got a response after the game. I, I didn't hear on the air. But how could you forget Jimmy Pearsall? I don't know. My favorite Pearsall moment. <laughs> a man you offended greatly. Oh, yes. Uh, when Stooth climbed the foul pole and I walked next door and said, Harry, get Pearsall back in the booth. And he came over and yelled at me. But uh, but Pearsall, my, what I remember most about him is the, he was playing for the Washington Senators. Mm-hmm. You know, the second version of the Washington Senators after the Twins came here. It was the first or second year. I'd have to look up and see if he played the second year, but it was. And there's a game on TV. It's one of their rare home TV games. I think it's a Friday night game. They used to do four TV Friday night games in the summer. That was it. Home games. And then they'd have 16 or 18 road games. Sure. But I think a cot or somebody pitching. Fastball. Strike one. Right down the pipe. I think Pearsall's leading off might have been hitting second. Right down the pipe, strike one, he gets thrown out of the game. He wanted to throw his bat, raises hell. He obviously didn't want to play that night. Right. So he gets he raises enough hell and you know, he raises enough hell he gets thrown out of the game because he didn't want to play that night. So crazy. Was he going to the bar or whatever? I don't know what he was doing, but he was nuts. He was uh, I'd have, I'd like to find that. Where game. did he run around the base? Was that his hundredth home run? Yeah, we went back. I don't we think went... he hit a hundred. It might have been his fiftieth. Okay, but he didn't hit many. But how do they not know Jimmy Pearsall? That's a really good question. Yeah, I, I'm very upset. I'm going to tell the boys when I see him that uh, it was very, uh, very uh, upsetting. Yes. Uh, what? Uh, we time for unchained? Huh? I haven't been very unchained now. I guess I'm unchained about Zim being bulletproof. I kind of wrote about this the other day. Why yep. are we? Why do we think Jim I Zim is great? Don't have a don't have a. Good I mean, this season last year, one of the great flops in franchise history. Yep. And 
ever since they no showed in Philadelphia. Yep. Right in the. I mean, in all their years, nothing has ever been set up as clearly as that was. You mm-hmm. just beat New Orleans on a miracle. You just watched Nick Foles advance to the title game with a one of the worst offensive displays in history. Right. You go out there, you get humiliated, thirty-eight to seven. Then you have a humiliating season with your eighty-four million dollar quarterback, and we still love him. He's a crotchety old sob who rips everybody. He's Tibbs. He's the football version you know of what? Tibbs. We hate Tibbs. We love Zim. We Why? Need, we need him though now with Rocco and oh, Freck and Gers. I, I, I want. I had, I'll do anything I can to protect I the man. No problem with him. He was ripping the third receivers yesterday when asking and knocking his question <laughs> yeah. about how they're doing. Well, he. You know, I was I was out there. Uh, when was it? When Friday. Friday. Yeah. He takes a shot at. It's great. He mentioned DeFilippo, but he can't help himself. He's still ripping them. Just once, I want just, Rocco to rip somebody. Yeah, thirty-four. He says, "Yeah, we can't drop into a shotgun 34. <laughs> what? The guy got a job in Jacksonville. Leave him alone. You fired him after 13 games. You know? he can't help himself, no. Pat. It's so great. It is. It's so great. It is. Just once I want. I, was that Wes Johnson's fault? Absolutely. No, but I miss, you know, having been here since the Vikings came, oh. I miss the great cynical, pessimistic view <laughs> Those days are long that we gone. took of the Vikings. I know. Randy Moss came along in 1998, and ever since then, we're optimistic every year. Why? We got to... Because they, they transitioned to a new fan. Yes. Well, and also... Well, the NFL does well, a fantastic don't job forget, of, with the draft and everything. Not the two of us, but we in this business are at fault, too. Think about how this business has changed. Oh, yeah. We are. There's a lot of pom-poms now. Oh, yeah, there are. There didn't no used to... about it. There, I mean, well, Sid, Sid was the outlier. And like yeah. you said... In your final official turkey of the year column, you won. Oh, Sid won. Sid won. Yeah, he did. He did. And uh, he outlasted everything. Mm-hmm. It it is funny though. Twitter, in a lot of ways, is negative for a lot of teams, and for the Vikings, it's don't don't be ripping the Vikings, man. Yeah, no, people I know. get very upset. People applaud. They got done running wind sprints on Sunday. They got applause, <laughs> even though they couldn't make a kick, right? No, the yesterday they were fine. Okay, yesterday it, we made our kick. Yesterday I think we five, five and six. We don't have competition, right? No, Bailey's no competition. Bailey's kicker. hit. No competition. They told Zim he couldn't have another kicker Zim in there. Probably said, "I'm puke if I have to see two kickers. <laughs> I could barely All take right. one." All right. Yeah. Well, we weren't very unhinged today or unchained or anything, but uh, you know, it's it's summer. We've had a nice run of weather. Uh, we should be in a good mood, right? Tw- Twins are still in first place. Yeah, rain Sunday, but hell, the rest of the week was yeah. fantastic. That I always judge a week on how often the top's down on the convertible, and it's been down damn near constantly. It's been enough drought for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been a drought. You're happy drought, with the drought. Drought, drought. We love drought. We're done.